Hi, this is Brad Constantine, and this is a podcast recording of the Doctrine and Covenants of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Even though this is not an official recording of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, every effort has been made to be as doctrinally and historically accurate as possible. Every day a new section of the Doctrine and Covenants will be released. I hope that you'll visit this often and be able to share this uh, with your friends. Thank you. Hi, welcome back to this Doctrine and Covenants podcast. Today's uh, episode is going to be just a supplement to the uh, to Lesson 3, which has to do with the visit of Moroni. And uh, the reason I want to do this separately is because I'm going to include all of the scriptures that uh, Moroni told Joseph Smith during his uh, four visits to uh, to him. Uh, we, we, we have four scriptures that are mentioned in the, in the narrative, but according to uh, Oliver Cowdery, there were about 30 or so scriptures that uh, were quoted by Moroni. And so this episode is going to be all of those uh, scriptures that were quoted by Moroni to Joseph Smith. Kind of gives us an idea of what uh, was so important that uh, Moroni is going to give these uh, or, re- or recite these scriptures to Joseph. And so that's what this is about. So I'm going to actually begin in uh, Joseph Smith history, verse uh, 36, Uh, and just begin there with the scriptures that are actually mentioned, and then we'll get into the verses that that were not mentioned by Joseph. So verse 36 starts us off by saying, After telling me these things, he commenced quoting the prophecies of the Old Testament. He first quoted part of the third chapter of Malachi, and he quoted also the fourth or last chapter of the same prophecy, though with a little variation from the way it reads in our Bibles. Instead of quoting the first verse as it reads in our books, he quoted it thus, For behold, the day cometh that shall burn as an oven, and all the proud, yea, all that do wickedly shall burn as stubble. Now the change there is burn as stubble, whereas in the uh, in the Old Testament it just says that they shall be stubble, not burn as stubble. For they that come shall burn them, and that's another uh, another addition that Moroni made. He said that they that come shall burn them. In the Old Testament it says, uh, and the day that cometh shall burn them up. Saith the Lord of hosts that it shall leave them neither root nor branch. And again, verse 38, and again he quoted the fifth verse thus, Behold, I will reveal unto you the priesthood by the hand of Elijah the prophet before the coming of the great and dreadful day of the Lord. Verse 39, he also quoted the next verse differently, and he shall plant in the hearts of the children the promises made to the fathers, and the hearts of the children shall turn to their fathers. If it were not so, the whole earth would be utterly wasted at his coming. Uh, in the Old Testament, it says he shall turn the hearts of the, or the heart of the fathers to the children. In the, in the version that Moroni gave, remember it says he shall plant in the hearts. Um, also, um, Elijah, uh, let's see, Moroni uses the phrase utterly wasted. Um, let me move on to verse 40. In addition to these, he quoted the 11th chapter of Isaiah, saying that it was about to be fulfilled. This prophecy states, uh, now Moroni didn't quote, or Joseph Smith didn't write this, he just mentions it, but I'm going to read uh, here the quotation here, the, the 11th chapter of Isaiah. Verse 1, And there shall come forth a rod out of the stem of Jesse, and a branch shall grow out of his roots. Remember that in section 113, where Joseph Smith asks a bunch of questions about what Isaiah means here, that the branch and the 
and the roots here represent Jesus Christ. <clears throat> Verse 2, And the Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, the Spirit of wisdom and understanding, the Spirit of counsel and might, the Spirit of knowledge and of the fear of the Lord, and shall make him of quick understanding in the fear of the Lord, and he shall not judge after the sight of his eyes, neither reprove after the hearing of his ears. But with righteousness shall he judge the poor, and reprove with equity for the meek of the earth, and he shall smite the earth with the rod of his mouth, and with the breath of his lips shall he slay the wicked. And righteousness shall, the, shall be the girdle of his loins, and faithfulness the girdle of his reins. The wolf also shall dwell with the lamb, and the leopard shall lie down with the kid, and the calf and the young lion and the fatling together, and a little child shall lead them. And the cow and the bear shall feed, their young ones shall lie down together, and the lion shall eat straw like the ox, and the sucking child shall play on the hole of the asp, and the weaned child shall put his hand on the cockatrice's den. Remember, cockatrice is a type of snake. They shall not hurt nor destroy in all my holy mountain, for the earth shall be full of the knowledge of the Lord, as the waters cover the sea. And in that day there shall be a root of Jesse, which shall stand for an ensign of the, of the people. To it shall the Gentiles seek, and his rest shall be glorious. And it shall come to pass in that day that the Lord shall set his hand again the second time to recover the remnant of his people, which shall be left from Assyria and from Egypt and from Pathros and from Cush and from Elam and from Shinar and from Hamath and from the islands of the sea. And notice he's talking here about the gathering of Israel. Uh, in talking about uh, the previous verses here, he's talking about the second coming, but then there's these things to happen prior to the second coming. And verse 12 talks about this too. And he shall set up an ensign for the nations and shall assemble the outcasts of Israel and gather together the dispersed of Judah from the four corners of the earth. The envy also of Ephraim shall depart and the adversaries of Judah shall be cut off. Ephraim shall not envy Judah and Judah shall not vex Ephraim. From. But they shall fly upon the shoulders of the Philistines toward the west. They shall spoil them of the east together. They shall lay their hand upon Edom and Moab, and the children of Ammon shall obey them. And the Lord shall utterly destroy the tongue of the Egyptian sea, and with his mighty wind shall shake his hand over the river, and shall smite it in the seven streams, and make men go over dry shod. And there shall be an highway for the remnant of his people, which shall be left from Assyria, like as it was to Israel in the day that he came up out of the land of Egypt. And then continuing verse 39, he quoted also the third chapter of Acts, second or twenty-second and twenty-third verses. For Moses truly said unto the fathers, A prophet shall the Lord your God raise up unto you of your brethren like unto me. Him shall ye hear in all things whatsoever he shall say unto you. And it shall come to pass that every soul which will not hear that prophet shall be destroyed from among the people. And we know that that's Christ. Uh, mentions here, continuing the verse, precisely as they stand in our New Testament, he said that they that, that prophet was Christ. But the day had not yet come when they who would not hear his voice should be cut off from among the people, but soon would come. He also quoted the second chapter of Joel from the 28th verse to the last. And this reads, And it shall come to pass afterward that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, your old men shall dream dreams, your young men shall see visions, 
and also upon the servants and upon the handmaids in those days will I pour out my spirit, and I will show wonders in the heavens and in the earth, blood and fire and pillars of smoke. The sun shall be turned into darkness and the moon into blood before the great and the terrible day of the Lord come. And it shall come to pass that whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be delivered for in Mount Zion and in Jerusalem shall be deliverance as the Lord hath said and in the remnant whom the Lord shall call. He also said that this was not yet fulfilled, but that soon, but was soon to be. And he further stated that the fullness of the Gentiles was soon to come in. He quoted many other passages of Scripture and offered many explanations which cannot be mentioned here. So now let me get into this. In, in letters published in the Messenger and Advocate, the church newspaper published in Kirtland, Ohio, between 1834 and 1837, Oliver Cowdery gave a much more detailed account of the things Moroni taught Joseph Smith. He cited 30 texts from the Old and New Testaments that were a part of Moroni's instructions to the prophet. Moroni quoted the following texts from the Bible to Joseph Smith during his visits during the night of 21st September 1823 and the next morning. So let me begin with this, and, and I think these are kind of in order of the Old Testament, New Testament, so uh, we'll see how this goes. Deuteronomy chapter 32, verses 23 to 24. I will heap mischiefs upon them, I will spend mine arrows upon them, and they shall be burnt with hunger and devoured with burning heat, and with bitter destruction I will also send the teeth of beasts upon them, with the poison of, the, of serpents of the dust. And then verse uh, 43 of, of the same chapter of Deuteronomy, Rejoice, O ye nations, with his people, for he will, he will avenge the blood of his servants and will render vengeance to his adversaries and will be merciful unto his land and to his people. Psalms 91 verse 6, Nor for the pestilence that walketh in darkness, nor for the destruction that wasteth at noonday. The theme of all of these uh, verses and chapters seem to be the scattering and the gathering of Israel and the second coming and the coming of the Messiah. So you can kind of see these patterns here. Uh, Psalms 100. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know ye that the Lord, he is he is God. It is he that hath made us, and not, not we ourselves. We are his people, and the sheep of his pasture. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving, and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him, and bless his name. For the Lord is good, his mercy is everlasting, and his truth endureth to all generations. Uh, Psalms 107. O give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endureth forever. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so, whom he hath redeemed from the, land, from the hand of the enemy, and gather, gathered them out of the lands from the east and from the west and from the north and from the south. They wandered in the wilderness in a solitary way. They found no city to dwell in. Hungry and thirsty, their soul fainted in them. Then they cried unto the Lord in their trouble, and he delivered them out of their distresses, and he led them forth by the right way, that they might go to a city of habitation. Oh, that men would, would praise the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men, for he satisfieth the longing soul and filleth the hungry soul with goodness, such as sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, being bound in affliction and iron, because they rebelled against the, world, the words of God, and contempt and contemned the counsel of the Most High. Therefore he brought down their heart and with with labor. They fell down, and there was none to help. Then they cried unto the Lord in their trouble, and he saved them out of their distresses. He brought them out of darkness with the shadow of death, and brake their bands in sunder. 
O that men would praise the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men, for he hath broken the gates of brass and cut the bars of iron in sunder. Fools, because of their transgression and because of their iniquities, are afflicted. Their soul abhorreth all manner of meat, and they draw near unto the gates of death. Then they cry unto the Lord in their trouble, and he saved them, he saveth them out of their distresses. He sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destructions. O that men would praise the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works of the to the children of men, and let them sacrifice the, sac the sacrifices of thanksgiving, and declare his works with rejoicing. They that go down to the sea in ships that do business in great waters, these see the works of the Lord and his wonders in the deep. For he commandeth and raiseth the stormy wind which lifteth up the waves thereof. They mount up to the heaven, they go down again to the depths, their soul is melted because of trouble. They reel to and fro and stagger like a drunken man and are at, the, at their wit's end. Then they cry unto the Lord in their trouble, and he bringeth them out of their distresses. He maketh the storm a calm, so that the waves thereof are still. Then are they glad because they be quiet, so he bringeth them unto their desired haven. Oh, that men would praise the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. Let them exalt him also in the congregation of the people, and praise him in the assembly of the elders. He turneth rivers into a wilderness, and the water springs into dry ground, a fruitful land unto, into barrenness for the wickedness of them that dwell therein. He turneth the wilderness into a standing water, and dry ground into water springs, and there he maketh the hungry to dwell, that they may prepare a city for habitation, and sow the fields, and plant vineyards, which may yield fruits of, of increase." He blesseth them also, so that they are multiplied greatly, and suffereth not their cattle to decrease. Again they are minished, and brought low through oppression, affliction, and sorrow. He poureth contempt upon princes, and causeth them to wander in the wilderness where there is no way. Yet setteth he the poor on high from affliction, and maketh his fa him families like a flock. The righteous shall see it, and rejoice, and all iniquity shall stop her mouth." Whoso is wise and will observe these things, even they shall understand the loving kindness of the Lord. And then Psalms 144. Blessed be the Lord my strength, that which teacheth my hands to war and my fingers to fight, my goodness and my fortress, my high tower and my deliverer, my shield, and he in whom I trust, who subdueth my people under me. Lord, what is man that thou takest knowledge of him, or the son of man, that thou makest account of him. Man is like, like to vanity. His days are as a shadow that passeth away. Bow thy heavens, O Lord, and come down, touch the mountains, and they shall smoke. Cast forth lightning, and scatter them. Shoot the, out thine arrows, and destroy them. Send thine hand from above. Rid me, and deliver me out of great waters from the hand of strange children, whose mouth speaketh vanity, and their right hand is a right hand of falsehood. I will sing a new song unto thee, O God, upon a psaltery and an instrument of ten strings. Will I sing praises unto thee? It is he that giveth salvation unto kings, who delivereth David his servant from the hurtful sword. Rid me, and deliver me from the hand of of strange children whose mouth speaketh vanity, and their right hand is a right hand of falsehood, that our sons may be as plants grown up in their youth, that our daughters may be as cornerstones polished after the similitude of a palace, that our garners may be full according to all, according all manner of store, that our sheep may bring four thousands and ten thousands of our streets, that our oxen may be strong to harbor or to labor. 
that there be no breaking in nor going out, that there be no complaining in our streets. Happy is that people that is in such a case. Yea, happy is that people whose God is the Lord. And then Psalms 146, verse 10, The Lord shall reign forever, even the, thy God, O Zion, unto all generations. Praise ye the Lord. Isaiah chapter 1, verses 1, 23 to 24, and 25 to 26. Your country is desolate. Your cities are burned with fire. Your land, strangers devour it in your presence, it is, and it is desolate, as overthrown by strangers. Thy princes are rebellious, and companions of thieves, every one loveth gifts. And followeth after rewards, they judge not the fatherless, neither doth the, neither doth the cause of the widow come unto them. Therefore, saith the Lord, the Lord of hosts, the mighty one of Israel, Ah, I will ease me of mine adversaries, and avenge me of mine enemies. And I will turn my hand upon thee, and purely purge away thy dross, and take away all thy tin. And I will restore thy judges as at the first, and thy counselors as at the beginning. Afterward, thou shalt be called the city of righteousness, the faithful city. Isaiah chapter 2, verses 1 to 4. I'll have a little bit of a narrative here with, along with this one. The word that Isaiah, Isaiah chapters 2 through 14, are quoted from the brass plates by Nephi in Second Nephi chapters 12 and so on. There are some differences in wording which should be noted. The son of Amos saw... Hebrew, kazah, meaning envisioned. It, it means Isaiah received his message through a vision from the Lord concerning Judah and Jerusalem. And it shall come to pass in the last days, the principal features of both Zions will be the temple that will be established in each Zion, and the Lord will set as king, be set as king in throne rooms of the temples. Doctrine and Covenants section 133 reads, Let them therefore who are among the Gentiles flee unto Zion, and let them who be of Judah flee unto Jerusalem, unto the mountains of the Lord's house. When the mountain of the Lord's house shall be established in the top of the mountains and shall be exalted. The temple represents the highest point on earth which symbolically connects heaven and earth. It is where God's word is revealed to his prophets. Above the hills and all nations shall flow unto it. The prophet Joseph Smith said, All nations, which means some people from all nations, shall come to obey the God of all nations and to build the kingdom of God for something to flow like a river up a, ri up a mountain. A power greater than gravity must be at work. This power is the power of God and of the temple. Uh, back to Isaiah, verse 3. And many people shall go and say, Come ye, and let us go up to the mountain of the Lord and the house of the God of Jacob, and he will teach us of his ways. The Lord will teach us through revelation given through his prophets and apostles through the scriptures and by the way of personal revelation. Specifically, we will learn of God's ways in his temple. And we will walk in his paths, for out of Zion shall go forth the law and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. And he shall judge among the nations and shall rebuke many people, and they shall beat their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks. Nations shall not lift up sword against nation, neither shall they learn war any more. That's during the millennium. Chapter 4, verses 5 and 6. And the Lord will create upon every dwelling place of Mount Zion and upon her assemblies a cloud and smoke by day and the shining of a flaming fire by night upon her, upon, for upon all the glory of Zion shall be a defense. And there shall be a tabernacle for a shadow in the daytime from the heat and for the place of refuge and for a covert from storm and from rain. Chapter 11 has already been quoted, uh, and then chapter 13, verse 10, For the stars of heaven and the constellations thereof shall not give their light. The sun shall be darkened in his going forth, and the moon shall not cause her light to shine. 
Chapter 24, verse 20. The earth shall reel to and fro like a drunkard, and shall be removed like a cottage, and the transgression thereof shall be heavy upon it, and it shall fall and not rise again. And there shall and there were voices, and this is in Revelation, there were voices and thunders and lightnings, and there was a great earthquake, and such as was not since men were upon the earth, so mighty an earthquake and so great. Then back to Isaiah chapter 28, verse 21. For the Lord will shall rise up in shall rise up as in Mount Perizim, he shall be wroth as in the valley of Gibeon, that he may do his work, his strange work, and bring to pass his act, his strange act. Uh, chapter 29, verse 11, And the vision of all is become unto you as the words of a book that is sealed, which men deliver to one that is learned, saying, Read this, I pray thee, and he saith, I cannot, for it is sealed. That's obviously about uh, the coming forth of the Book of Mormon. Verses 13 to 14, we're still in Isaiah 29. Wherefore the Lord said, For as much as this people draw near me with their mouth and with their lips do honor me, but have removed their heart far from me, and their fear toward me is, is taught by the precept of men. Therefore, behold, I will proceed to do a marvelous work among this people, even a marvelous work and a wonder, for the wisdom of their wise men shall perish, and the understanding of their prudence shall be hid. And then Isaiah 43, verse 6. I will say to the north, Give up. And to the south, keep not back. Bring my sons from far, and my daughters from the ends of the earth. Isaiah 59.20 And the Redeemer shall come to Zion, and unto them that turn from transgression in Jacob, saith the Lord. Jeremiah 16.16 Behold, I will send for many fishers, saith the Lord, and they shall fish them. And after will I send for many hunters, and they shall hunt them from every mountain, and from every hill, and out of the holes of the rocks. This has to do with missionary work in the last days. Verse 19, O Lord, my strength and my fortress and my refuge in the day of affliction, the Gentiles, or nations, shall come unto thee from the ends of the earth, and shall say, Surely our fathers have inherited lies, vanity, and things wherein there is no profit. And then Jeremiah 19.3, And say, Hear ye the word of the Lord, O kings of Judah and inhabitants of Jerusalem. Thus saith the Lord God, the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, Behold, I will bring evil upon this place, the which whosoever heareth his ears shall tingle. Uh, and then Jeremiah 30, verse 18 to 21, Thus saith the Lord, Behold, I will bring again the captivity of Jacob's tents, and have mercy on his dwelling places, and the city shall be builded upon her own heap, and the place shall remain after the manner thereof, and out of them shall proceed thanksgiving, and the voice of them that have that make merry, and I will multiply them, and they, they shall not be few. I will also glorify them, and they shall not be small. Their children also shall be as aforetime, and their, and their congregation shall be established before me. And I will punish all that oppress them, and their nobles shall be of themselves, and their governor shall proceed from the midst of them, and I will cause him to draw near, and he shall reproach unto me, he shall approach unto me, for who is that that engaged his heart to approach unto me, saith the Lord? That sounds like the, the uh, um, how Israel is going to prosper in the last days. The church will prosper in the last days and uh, bring forth many. Uh, back to Jeremiah 31. At the same time, saith the Lord, will I, will I be the God of all the families of Israel, and they shall be my people. For there shall be a day that the watchman upon the Mount Ephraim shall cry, Arise ye, and let us go up to Zion unto the Lord our God. Behold, I will bring them from the, whole, from the north country, and gather them from the coasts of the earth, and with them 
the blind and the lame, the woman with child and her that travaileth with child together, a great company shall return thither. They shall come with weeping, and with supplications will I lead them. I will cause them to walk by the rivers of waters in a straight way, wherein they shall not stumble, for I am a father to Israel, and Ephraim is my firstborn. Behold, the days come, saith the Lord, that I will show the, that I will sow the house of Israel and the house of Judah with the seed of man and with the seed of beast. And, in, and it shall come to pass that like as I have watched over them, to pluck up and to break down and to throw down and to destroy and to afflict, so will I watch over them to build and to plant, saith the Lord. Behold, the days come, saith the Lord, that I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah, not according to the covenant that I made with their fathers in the day that I took them by the hand to bring them out of the land of Egypt, which my covenant they break, although I was a husband unto them, saith the Lord, but this shall be the covenant that I will make with the house of of Israel. After those days, saith the Lord, I will put my law in their inward parts and write it in in their hearts and be their God, and they shall be my people." Chapter 50, verse 5, they shall ask the way of Zion, the way to Zion with their faces thitherward, saying, Come and let us join ourselves to the Lord in a perpetual covenant that shall not be forgotten. Joel chapter 2, and it shall come to pass afterward that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, your old men shall dream dreams, and your young men shall see visions, and also upon the servants and upon the handmaids in those days will I pour out my spirit. And I will show wonders in the heavens and in the earth, blood and fire and pillars of smoke. The sun shall be turned into darkness and the moon into blood. Before the great and terrible day of the the Lord come. This reference may be that the religious feasts which usually occurred on the full moon have been corrupted by blood. Verse 32, And it shall come to pass that whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be delivered, for in Mount Zion and in Jerusalem shall be deliverance, as the Lord hath said, and in the remnant shall the Lord, sh- whom the Lord shall call. He also quoted the second chapter of Joel I just read. Okay, Malachi chapter 3 and, for, and 4. For behold, the day cometh that shall burn as an oven, and all the proud, yea, all that do wickedly, shall burn as stubble, and the day that come, cometh shall burn them up. For they, shall, for they that come shall burn them, saith the Lord of hosts, that it shall leave them neither root nor branch. But unto you that fear my name shall the Son of Righteousness arise with healing in his wings, and ye shall go forth and grow up as calves in the, of the stall. And ye shall tread down the wicked, for they shall be ashes under the soles of your feet in the day that I shall do this, saith the Lord of hosts. Remember ye the law of Moses, my servant, which I commanded unto him in Horeb for all Israel with the statutes and judgments. Behold, I will send you Elijah the prophet before the coming of the great and dreadful day of the Lord. And he shall turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the hearts of the children to their fathers, lest I come and smite the earth with a curse. And then he quoted Matthew chapter 19, verse 30, But many that are first shall be last, and the last shall be first. John chapter 10, verse 27, He answered them, I have told you already, and ye did not believe. Wherefore would ye believe if I should tell you again? And would you be his disciples? Acts chapter 3, verses 22 to 23. I think I read that already. Um, Let's move along here. It came to pass that the Jews... uh, Let me move on then to 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 27 to 29. For God hath chosen the foolish things of the world to confound the wise, and God hath chosen the weak things of the world to confound the things which are mighty. 
I call upon the weak things of the world, those who are unlearned and despised, to thrash the nations by the power of my spirit. 1 Thessalonians 4, 7, For God hath not called us unto uncleanness, but unto holiness. So that's the end of the list of scriptures that uh, Moroni read to Joseph Smith. Uh, most of it you can see was have, having to do with um, with the gathering, with the millennium, with the coming forth of the Book of Mormon, with the coming forth of the Savior and the Second Coming, uh, and that these things were to come to pass uh, shortly. Anyway, uh, that's the end of the readings, and I hope you got something out of that. Uh, you can see that this was quite lengthy, almost a half an hour. So anyway, uh, we'll see you next time. Thanks for coming, and we'll see you at the next podcast. Bye.